What's going on, everybody? It's your host, Rob Morris. You're listening to the Ribs and Nets podcast. My quick notes edition, episode five. Today is, I think it's June. Let me check the date on June 27th on a Monday. Just like right around the corner. It's the 4th of July, uh, this upcoming weekend, so... I'm sure everyone's got their plans together, getting ready to have their plans together to have a nice holiday weekend. Um, last time I recorded, I know I've kind of been off for a little bit. Um, I think I recorded like I think I recorded around Game Three, Game Four, the NBA Finals, as the Celtics weren't able to get the victory in the finals that they lost to the Golden State Warriors. Golden State Warriors continue their dynasty and they're pretty much the cream of the crop of the NBA for the time being. So now the offseason begins. So we're pretty much going to talk about that, get into like the Celtics offseason plans. Free agency's right around the corner. You got June 29th is where the player options deadline is uh, big players like Kyrie Irving Bradley Beal are, are potentially available I think Bradley Beal already declined his already so Bradley Beal is the only one that is um, I would say one of the bigger, bigger names that's actually you know we know for sure he's gonna he's not gonna coming back to the Wizards so we still have to see what Kyrie Irving's gonna, Kyrie Irving's decision is gonna be, which we'll find that out. Rumor says that he could be either going to the Lakers as a sign-in trade if they can't get the deal done. Which Brooklyn Nets obviously, uh, the organization was very frustrated with him, you know, taking time off because of the, the vax mandate. So the, I mean, that's definitely a potential strained relationship, which that's why a lot of people are already speculating that he could be out and going to the Lakers. So, I mean, just like, I would say like the NFL, you have a season, even even in the off season, you have a season. I, I think that's the NBA is the same way right now. As like, there's a lot going on, even though the NBA season is done. The NBA draft just happened. We're going to get into that. The Celtics pick. Uh, they were able to pick J.D. Davidson in the second round. We'll get into that in detail. Um, their summer league team, which the summer league starts right after the 4th around the 7th, July 7th to the 17th in Las Vegas. So we'll talk to that in uh, the latter half of the show. I'll probably talk maybe about, right now I'm on my way to work. If you get, as noticed the sound in the background, it's probably the car engine as I'm driving to work. Like I said, I've been, the reason why I haven't been able to record consistently is just I don't have the time. I mean, I wish I had more time to give you guys full end podcast obviously i commit more time during the season to put out you know more detailed podcasts and stuff but obviously it's the off season so i'm kind of gonna cut down on that and try to work on some of the stuff on the on the background to you know improve a lot of the stuff with the website and stuff like that we use the off season to do that and obviously try to bring more guests to the table for the next season. Definitely start networking and stuff and building my network up because obviously I definitely have been proving that, getting that up to up to par and up to speed. But uh, 
and then also we're gonna we're gonna get into the to start we're gonna get into some uh high school news as far as like the nike eybl the upcoming seniors that are going to be participating in these tournaments the the newest uh event or the last event of the summer is which i don't know this this so far there's six uh there's three sessions the last season was on memorial day that was in um it was in uh if i check my notes real quick i believe it was in sorry if i'm pausing but it was in indianapolis i believe yeah so it, it was in indianapolis so session four is going to be in kansas city missouri that's coming up uh 7th through the 10th which is pretty much probably going to be a weekend just like the last one was and the two teams I usually focus on are BABC and Expressions Elite um, those are one of the top um, schools locally as far as like the AAU programs in that area so for that I would say the top players for BABC so far have been Trey Norman and TJ Power which I mentioned in, those were like, well, TJ Power, I mentioned, in, he was, uh, he made the first team of my uh, Rims and Nets all New England team. So he's had a very strong season for Worcester Academy. Trey, Trey Norman is, I believe he, I believe he were, uh, plays for Springfield. I'm not, I'm not 100% positive Springfield Commonwealth, but I'm not 100% positive on that. I think he's an upcoming senior coming into this season and he's having a strong summer so far. For BABC, those are probably the, the, the two guys that are definitely um, having big impacts on that team. And also, uh, Reed uh, Dushmer is also having a pretty big impact. He had one game, he had 23 points in one of the, uh, one of the few games that they were able to win. BABC has been struggling. They're 5-8 and eight so far in the, in the three sessions. Which, you know, generally I would say Expressions Elite is usually the better of the teams. As far as I've known, they, they've had pretty good individual talent. I remember Matt Cross, when I covered BABC two years ago, Matt Cross is one of the top players. So far, he's not really having a great college career yet. Um, I don't, he hasn't been able to really stick to a program. I think he went to Miami, but, but he had a strong summer. Average like 20 points a game or so. That summer really was a summer that made him one of my you know top players in the top 100 that year. So you can probably say that about T.J. Power. I think T.J. Power is really coming strong this summer. I think he's going to have a very strong senior season. So keep an eye on him. And as far as the expression elites, I would say that uh, the standout players on their team, I would say you have to look at – look at my notes real quick. I can see. I would say Matas Mazoulis is the guy where, again, he was, um, he had some accolades, had a strong year last year, played for Brewster Academy, had a strong season as far as like just being one of the premier prospects, not only on that team, perhaps in the country. Um, he's, he's heading into a senior season this year. He does some pretty decent games. He had 15 in one of the games, four assists. 
So that was a strong performance. And um, look out for Bazoulas to be one of the premier, you know, wing players. You know, he has great size. He's like 6'10", a little bit over 200 pounds. A 6'10 wing that can pretty much do everything. He's more of a playmaking wing. Uh, pretty good ball handler for his size. Has pretty good perimeter skills. Can, can you know, be a distributor. So, I, those are one of the guys that I look at as a, like a, a key is Matus Bazoulas and the other guy I have on my list is Gavin Griffins which he's known as like a shooter one of the better shooters out there in the area um, don't have under the school that he's under but I think Gavin Griffins was one of the players that I also picked as like the second team for the all New England team he was on the second team so you want to, I decided not to put that on the website because I just really didn't have the time. I was able to put out an article on the NBA draft, which we'll get into the NBA draft in just a second. But yeah, as far as like those uh, big time prospects, Gavin Griffiths has been another guy that's been, you know, showing out as well. Definitely been a key cog because Expressions Elite has been a little bit better than BABC in these games. They're ten and three, so definitely have to keep an eye on Specials Elite. They're definitely coming on strong. Obviously, I don't know what the rewards is. If you like, they track the standings. You can get all this information on uh, Nike EYB Nike Well, I really was able to search it and find it right away. Nike has its own site that tracks all the statistics and all the standings and stuff. And I mean, I would just say Bazoulas and Griffins and also Tyler Bowen is another key prospect that's been shown out as well. You got to keep an eye on him as well. I'm pretty sure a lot of these guys will all show up in my top 100 for the upcoming year, which I'm, this year I'm going to have a full top 100 for the 2023 class. So look out for that. Sometime, I'm gonna just get it started now. You know, while I have the time to do it, I'm gonna get it started now so that way by the time, you know, the season starts, hopefully like most of it will be complete. And hopefully be done right around, you know, high school season starts like November or December. So I get it started now, which will take quite a while it's 100 players and I had to lock look at all the film to get the detailed scouting reports I remember my first one was a, I would say it was a success I've seen a lot of people view it from different countries all around the world so I like to make content that, that honestly honestly people like this is why I decided to make a website and a podcast because I used to do this all on my own and just wanted to do it like, I would have a notebook at my house, and I would just write notes all the time on the players and stuff. So, it's, like, stuff I was doing anyway. So, I might as well just put it and make it content. So, that's what I've done, you know. It was always a hobby of mine, and now I've, you know, transformed into something that people could, you know, share and look at it and, you know, dissect it. It's like I dissect it, you know. Like, I read an article from other, you know, other um, content creators around the, you know, 
as far as like the sports world, like you know JJ Reddick and Kendrick Perkins and stuff. You know, hopefully one day I could be that type of personality one day. Whether it's in the background or whether it's in you know whether it's in front of the cameras or whether it's you know behind the microphone, I just want to make an impact on something that I'm a passionate in. So this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. Even if I don't have the time, even if I have to force myself to put in the time to do it, when you're so passionate about something, that's going to drive you to do it. Even when if you're like an underdog or you're, you're not the most talked about or not not the mo- not the most you know you're not on the top of people's list, but you you have a passion for something, and you're gonna just keep pushing at it no matter what. But enough of the rambling I know I like to ramble sometimes and kind of talk about you know I don't know I just I just sometimes I do ramble sometimes I feel like it's on top but sometimes I do ramble and it's like am I even like even talking about it am I like going off, off space a little bit or off altar or whatever but let's circle back to yeah I would just say with those prospects yeah we was talking about the top 100 and then I kind of got out of tangent a little bit but yeah we'll definitely get that top 100 done soon well I mean not soon but you know by the season started by by December November right in that area it should be around that area when the season starts hopefully that will be done a little bit after you know but I just like I said I got a lot going on right now so definitely trying to sacrifice the time to get all those things done but I will definitely do my best to get it all done as swiftly as possible but as we move on to the Celtics you know having a disappointing you know end of the season still a very successful season but still, nevertheless, disappointing because you, you fell short of the goal of winning a championship. But I felt coming in that it was, I felt like it was going to be tough because I knew of the issues that they had. I felt like those issues would have bite them in the butt. Like them um, allowing teams to to win on their home floor, they were 500, like, maybe one game over 500, or something like that, where they were, they were, they weren't a consistent team even on their home floor, and then on top of that, the turnover issues, like, it was just a lot of immaturity type things with them that I thought, in their decision making, that really was going to bite them in the butt when it mattered, and it eventually did against the Warriors, so... I knew coming into the finals, game one kind of made me think, oh, okay, I think they might, you know, turn things around. Maybe this team is a team of destiny. But at the same time, I was like, it wasn't adding up because of all the issues they had, you know, previously. Like, they had great moments. Yeah, they had great moments, but then they had really bad moments too. So it never really was like, you know, you can compare, like, to say the 08 team that won. They had, they had ups and downs too, but when it mattered, they got wins when it mattered. You know, I thought it was important for the Celtics of 08 to not fall to a game, uh, not 
you know, not have a game seven against Detroit, Detroit Pistons that year, and they won in, in, in six games. While this this version of the Celtics, the 2022 Celtics, everyone thought they were going to win that game six against Miami Heat and end up losing it. And it's just like, it was the same mistakes repeated all over again. They never learned from their mistakes. They were a stubborn team where they just kind of just couldn't get out of their own way. And I just knew that was going to bite them in the butt. I just, I just, I, I watched enough basketball over the years. I, I understood how it goes sometimes where you're never going to get, the basketball guys are never going to grant you the success that you want to have if you're continuously making the same mistakes all over again. You're not learning from your mistakes. You're not growing from your mistakes. And I just think that they still have some growth that they have to do. Even though they're a team that's been there, done that, they've been to five, you know, four Eastern Conference Finals for some guys, three for Jason Tatum. I just thought they just needed a little bit more seasoning. They needed a little bit more growth. They're still, you know, the top players of both 24 and 25 respectively with Jalen and, and, uh, T- and uh, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. So those are, you know, they're ahead of schedule compared to most uh, star players that usually don't get to the championship and usually don't win it when they're like either late 20s or early 30s or even like maybe, you know, Steph was lucky to win it. And Steph Curry was lucky to win it when he was 25. Sometimes it takes like right around the 7th or 8th or ninth season when you actually hit your peak is when you actually win a title. And Tatum's just, just entering. He may not even be in his full prime yet. I think he's, what, six years in the league? Five years in the league? Like, he's still fairly young. So, I would say he just needs some time to learn from this, uh, learn from this, these experiences that he had this postseason as being the lead guy and the lead dog. It's tough to really be on the NBA Finals, you know, as being a young player. Just, you know what I'm saying? Like, I felt like with a lot of younger players, Kawhi Leonard, he had Tim Duncan to lean on, and Tony Parker. And a lot of the guys that did win it young, they had they had a good support system where they can, you know, even Tim Duncan, you know, which a lot of people compare uh, Tatum's uh, mannerisms and personality to Tim Duncan as far as, like, a star player goes. Tim Duncan was good. But he still had David Robinson to lean on. And even Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade, when he won it when he was younger, he still had Shaquille O'Neal to lean on. So, that, I, that would just say, like, that's the thing. Jalen Brown is their second best player, and he's still young. And he was making, you know, costly mistakes as well. And Marcus Smart was making costly mistakes. So, the three guys, the two other guys that you had to lean on, you wouldn't consider those guys, you know, quote-unquote, veteran presences that actually been there done it that actually won ring Shaq Shaq won a ring before he played with Dwayne Wade he knows what it took to win he could kind of tell Dwayne even when he's had even when he, he was tremendous in that Amy Fives but even when he did have his down downfalls I think Shaq would, would could give him the right advice that he needed and same thing with uh, David Robinson. I think David Robinson. I don't think David Robinson won before Tim Duncan came in the picture. But David Robinson's been playing in the league for a long time. At that time, I think he was close to retiring. I think he was like two or three years, you know, left, and then he ended up retiring after that. Like 
I think he retired around you know, 99 or 2000. So, forgive me if I don't remember. I was only nine years old, but I just think Tatum's got he's got a little time. I just think it's up to the organization to, to do it, to do the best they can to continue to develop the team and not let go of the rope. This again, this is another big offseason for them. They still got to continue to develop, which I think the biggest uh, biggest need in the offseason for the Celtics is definitely the bench because you didn't really have any bench production at all in that finals. I, I think you couldn't lean on anybody. Brent Wombs was in foul trouble. Derek White all suddenly after game one stopped, forgot how to shoot again. So you're going to have to like get back to you know developing the bench, getting some maybe veteran uh, presence, which I have some options. I'm going to get into the list of those options in just a second about what you can do to better that uh, to better that bench. But also, I don't know. I think it's going to be a little bit longer than I thought. Now that I'm looking at the time, and I'm almost way. I'm almost pretty much, you know, close to where I got to work or my first location that I have to work at. So I'm probably going to kind of maybe end this and make this a part two. I'm going to have to because just I don't have the time right now to finish. But like I was saying, um, I just think the Celtics, this is going to be a big offseason for them. Um, the draft just happened. So we're going to probably quickly brief into that transition to that as I obviously give you you know some of the Celtics offseason targets they can target with obviously the resources that they have um, right now they're right at the cap right now so the only option they have is a mid-level uh, taxpayers mid-level exception and they have obviously the veterans minimum so as you can tell you're pretty limited with your resources so they can't spend you know, enormous amount of money on a player that maybe they would want to get because they don't, they're, they're right now strapped under the cap or they're pretty much paying, you know, they, they could be paying tax, could be a tax paying team pretty soon. You know, if you, they already extended the guys already, like Jalen Lake's extended, Tatum's extended, Rob Williams is extended, Al Horford is also, I think Al Horford is the key. I think. You know, I think you bring him back, obviously. But let's get into the draft real quick before we, you know, end it. And then we'll get back to it later on with part two. But I like the pick. Um, J.D. Davidson. Um, he's point guard for Alabama, University of Alabama. Um, the key thing that stands out, I looked at the film with him uh, the other, other night, well, last night, actually. And the key thing with him is this is athleticism, one of the most elite athletes or most athletic guards in the draft. Um, that dunk that he had, he went left. I think he went left and then he like went back, switched his hand and dunked it on um, her, uh, what's his name, Kessler Walker about Auburn. That was probably one of the better dunks I've ever seen from a guard <laughs> in a long time in the college game. You don't usually see like guards like that that you see it sometimes from here and there but like man that was a that was a heck of a play um he makes really impact plays on both ends of the floor i mean he uses his athleticism to really you know 
get you know ch chase down blocks or blocks from behind um, has good recovery speed even if he gets beat off the dribble can find a way to get you know steals and and blocks and stuff so he's an impactful player on both ends of the floor the key weaknesses with him is obviously his ball handling and his turnovers which as you can see that's pretty much the glaring need for this team right now as we speak so it's like it's kind of mind-boggling that um brad stevens would take a chance on a guy like that but i understand where he was coming from oh I understand where he was coming from as far as, like, um, this guy is definitely going to be uh, a high high upside type of player because of his athleticism. And at that spot, it's rare to find a guy like that in, in deep in the second round. But that's probably why. His ball handling, his turnovers, and his shooting. He's not a consistent shooter either, which usually that's the case in most young players. You know, shooting is always something that you can get better at, so I'm not really worried about that. Um, I looked at his form and mechanics. It's not really broken like that. He, he definitely can improve it. But obviously, yeah, the ball handling and turnovers, that's the thing where I think, I think, the, <laughs> I kind of joked, joked in my head. I had a joke in my head where I was like, thinking when I was looking at the film, I was like, you know, maybe J.D. Davidson, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Marcus Smart, they all can like go to the same trainer. I don't know. I think Tatum's trainer is uh, Drew Hamlin. Maybe they could go to the same trainer, or maybe Tatum might need to go to a different trainer and say, how do I improve my ball handling and my turnovers and go to a trainer that specializes in that over the summer? Because this is like all four of those guys have the same issue. I mean, they really all need to go to the same trainer. <laughs> or like, let's go to a class that helps you with your ball handling i know uh, listen you you are what you are at that age obviously i think as a ball handler you are what you are but at the same time i think you can improve on your decision making i think the biggest thing with them is their decision making driving into traffic driving into a crowd is what the biggest thing with them that they never could get over they never can make you know fix that mistake and it just happened time and time again i know it was by design because a lot of the defenses did want to crowd them and, and show them a crowd so i get why they wanted to force the issue and try to make a play even though it wasn't a play to be made but it still comes down to decision making i just thought they didn't have the best decision making and that's what killed them when it mattered when they needed to make a play when they needed to get a big bucket to stop a run they found a way to turn the ball over and then it snowballed and it turned into one turnover then it turned into three turnovers then you find someone, you know, Marcus Smart throwing a pass where he's in the air because he thought that he had an opening, but then it closed up because they they decided to make a they decided to to pack the paint, you know, out of nowhere. So I understand why they made the mistakes, but they all, like I said, JD Davidson has an issue. They all are gonna have to like find a way to like fix that you know, have a way to kind of come together as a team and try to fix those issues. And it's just ironic that Stevens would pick a guy like that <laughs> that has those same issues as, as all the players that he that that's constructed on the roster has those issues. But it might it might be a great starting point to like when training camp happens, you know, in September, October, when they come back for training camp, like that might be the first thing that, you know, 
that would be an emphasis that Udoka would have is uh, ball handling and turnovers and decision making. That would be like the biggest emphasis in every practice of that training camp. I think that's the only thing they really need to fix. I think they're good in every other area of basketball. I think their shooting is pretty good. They're well-improved shooters. Um, very good at slashing to the rim. Very good at passing it when they're on and when they're engaged. They're a very good passing team. But it's just the decision-making that really cost them. And it's just ironic that Brad got a player like that that had those same issues. So it's going to be it's good. they have a lot in common. Everyone pretty much in the building has a lot in common with that. And it's going to be the key with how the summer league perform uh, summer league team performs as well. A lot of guys pinning for opportunities to get that fourth or fifth spot cuz it's still, you know, the roles are not solidified. Not all the roles are solidified on that bench. I mean, you had three guys playing off that bench, Derek White, Grant Williams, and Pritchard. But there's two other guys that could could fit in as, like, you know, usually you have like a 10-man rotation during the regular season. So it could be another guy or two to fit into those roles. And the summer league could definitely help out with that. Uh, Stevens also signed um, Travion Williams of Purdue, a big guy that has a special skill set. Uh, he's got a special skill set. He can. He's kind of an old school type player. Can play in the post and be a post playmaker if you if you want to call it that. As a, someone that can, you know. He plays in the high post, but also plays in the low post and can find guys out of the post. Al Horford has a little bit of that in his game. But uh, I think Trayvon Williams is a little bit better at that. So and he's a young, you know, I wouldn't say he's not a young, young guy. He's like, he's, uh, he graduated when he was young. He was a senior. So he's an experienced college player. So I think he could be more NBA ready than J.D. Davidson might be. So... That's going to be interesting to see how that's going to work out and how he'll do in the summer league team. But I'm pretty much have to uh, get ready for work, so I just kind of wanted to – I wanted to make this shorter, but I can still have a lot to say, so I'm going to just make a part two. So we'll just uh, wind it right here. This is your host, Rob Morris. Listen to Rims and Nut Podcast. Quick thoughts. Which not really quick thoughts today, but I'll make it a full episode. But we'll be right back with the second part.